Welcome back to Two Crows Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Holmes. Today was a little bit of a rough day. It was the actual day that commemorates my boyfriend passing away. So it's the 21st of August when I'm recording this right now. I did my same routine with the balloon and the fake release because I don't release it because I don't want to kill cows. And I know for a fact I'm still going to get the comments on my video that I made that I'm going to kill animals and that I'm terrible, even though I said specifically in there that I did not do that and that it was a simulation for the song 99 Red Balloons when she says, I think of you and let it go. I simulate letting it go. Um, at that part of the song and it's just such a bummer that people have to like quickly correct you without reading like if you're gonna correct me read the description of the video so if I sound a little bit more somber today it's probably because it was a rough day and it's not you it's me but the topic that I want to talk about today is a tricky one because I know that this is a debate a high debate topic but I really want to discuss how people can actually get along in this day and age even if you don't agree with something it's about being a decent person and actually following through with your words and showing those actions when you say you're gonna do something or stand for something and not just saying it to someone putting the pressure on them and then standing back so I went through a very difficult time of being assaulted and getting pregnant with my fourth child and finding out after doing the rape kit, after doing the plan B and thinking everything was fine, I went in to get my tubes tied and found out I was pregnant and I didn't know what to do. I really didn't. I was not planning on this. This was not my choice. I was a single mom of three children and now finding myself pregnant and extremely sick with a fourth. I was standing there in the doctor's office. I was supposed to be having surgery and now I'm not having surgery and I'm just wondering what the heck I'm gonna do. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't do this alone. I was barely making it with three kids by myself making six figures in San Diego and there was no PTO. There was no maternity leave. I did not get paid maternity leave with any of my four children. I had time. I had time to think and decide what I would do. I already had one child from an assault. I already had one child from a coercion from an older neighbor that had been molesting me since I was 10 years old. 10 years old. And when I told somebody when I was 10, CPS came and talked to my parents. They don't remember them ever talking to me. And they didn't do anything. They did nothing. And he kept coming over to the house and he kept asking me out and he kept pushing and pushing and pushing for the next seven years. At 17 years old, when it first happened to me, I didn't even know abortion was an option. I didn't know there were any real options. So I worked. I worked through the pregnancy. I saved as much money as I could. And I moved out as soon as I turned 18, like not very long after I turned 18. I had him 10 days after my birthday. I was glad that he hung in there until I was a technical adult and could make decisions because I was not allowed to make all the decisions for my life at that time. I mean, heck, my mom and stepdad tried to get me to marry the guy. They thought that that was the best thing for me and the child was to marry him. 
I tried to make myself like him. I tried to make myself love him. I tried so hard through the abuse that he had put me through since I was 10 years old to make myself have feelings for this person because no one was taking him away from me. No one was protecting me. No one was seeing how uncomfortable I was. No one was. So I started to try to pretend to have feelings for this person. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. And I'm so proud of myself for saying no. And I'm so proud of myself for standing up because this person was violent. He was aggressive. He didn't respect boundaries. He didn't respect me. He only knew what he wanted and he was going to take it. And everyone let him. He got away with it all the time. Everyone around us thought it was so cute that this guy had a crush on this girl for so long, this older guy. And now that she's 17, it's technically legal and he can date her. It's just so gross. It's so gross looking back at it. And all the people that didn't have my back, they didn't. There I was five and a half years later and it happened again. This time more aggressive, this time more violent, and this time I still tried to make myself like the guy. Isn't that insane? Isn't that insane? His excuse was that he was drunk, that he was on drugs and he didn't know what he was doing, and that I should just allow him to take responsibility for what happened and be there. And I didn't want him to have anything to do with this child. I didn't want him anywhere near me. But I still, in my head, went through that scenario of what if I tried and what if it worked because I don't want to do this alone. I didn't want to admit to myself how it happened, what happened, and I didn't really talk about it much after I talked to the police and did the police report. No one would believe me that this happened again. Or worse, they'll blame me. And you know what? They have. And they did. But I am so glad that I stuck to my guns and I called the police every time he came around and they had his DNA on file and I knew that if they caught him that he would go to jail and that all of the proof was there and the evidence had my back. The contusions, the bruises, the giant handprints on my neck. Even the other day when I posted a video responding to somebody, letting them know that I had no choice and they still responded telling me that I need to keep my legs closed, telling me that I chose to have unprotected sex and get pregnant, even in a video of me explaining that that was not the case, that one, I was on birth control and two, I did not choose those circumstances. People love to make others a villain in order to further their own agenda. Now, mind you, this particular debate, if you want to call it that, was about cost of living and the inability to just move to another state or another place super easily just to get out of poverty, because that is not the way it works. And he was using the fact that I had children and was a single mother of four making six figures and not being able to survive very well at all on that in San Diego, California, which leads into this. I had three children. I was a single mother and I had three under five years old, under five. That was a lot. That was a lot. I didn't plan for any of them. Like I said, I was on birth control for all of them. I had just gotten divorced months before this 
and it was not in the plans. When they had done my rape kit, they also gave me plan B. And all of the normal bodily functions that happen after that happened. And so I assumed that it worked. And this was the same night. So I really was not expecting it to not work. About four weeks later, I started getting kind of sick. And I just thought I had something because the kids were all going to preschool and kindergarten. And I, they brought stuff home to me all the time. I had to always work through it. I never took a sick day at my job because, like I said, there was no PTO. I switched schedules with a couple of people sometimes to kind of get a day off and be able to relax and recover for a day. It was rare I got two days off in a row at that job. It was rare I got two days off in a week in that job. So I kept going and I was really sick and I made a doctor's appointment to go in and just find out what was going on. So I went in and they told me that I was pregnant. And at this point, I believe I was about eight weeks pregnant by the time I got into the doctor. She told me that I could make my decision, that I'd have to go to Planned Parenthood to be able to figure things out and decide whether or not I wanted to move forward with the pregnancy. I made my appointment with Planned Parenthood and I went in. I was raised in a fundamentalist Christian house. I was raised not even knowing abortion was a real thing, that I thought it was this... The way it was spoken about was like these women would be possessed by the devil and just want to murder their babies. And to me, I was told that you had sex to get pregnant. Like, you, your job in life was to be a mother. And I didn't realize that other people didn't grow up like that. I also didn't want kids, which is a whole other story. I'm glad that I have them now. I love my kids. But the life that I wanted and had planned for and had worked hard for to get out of the situation I was in needed to either not have kids so young or not have kids at all to maintain the career that I was working towards in school. But I told my friends, I told some of my friends that I thought that I could trust, that I was pregnant and the situation and what I was thinking, and that I was thinking about going forward with an abortion. The judgment started immediately. There was one friend, we'll call her Autumn. She told me that she had just had twins and she had everything that I needed. And if money was an issue that she was going to help me with all of the items and she was going to help me with certain things that I needed because she was well off and married to an extremely wealthy guy and they were very well set. Uh, They had two sets of twins and she was going to be able to give me a car seat and a bunch of different items that she told me that I could have from the twins. So she wasn't even have to buy it. It was things that she already had that the twins had grown out of. I had gotten rid of everything from my uh, daughter and my daughter's are 14 months apart. I was going through a divorce while I was pregnant with my third child and we didn't have much. I was working full time. Like I said, didn't get any money for the maternity leave, even though I had worked for that job for over four years already. I didn't get any money, no PTO, no days off, no nothing. It was just work, went into labor at work, went and had the baby. Went back to work less than four weeks later. 
and then had to get a second job so that I could afford the time that I took off from work for doctor's appointments and maternity leave. It was really rough. Really, really rough. I'm sorry, my air conditioning kicked back on, so it's probably going to be a little bit of a different sound now. And that would bother me, so hopefully it doesn't bother you. But back into the story. So one of my friends, like I said, I'll call her Autumn, promised me all of these things. She told me that if I went to Planned Parenthood, all they're going to do is try to talk me into an abortion, and they're not going to give me any other things that I could possibly do. That's not the experience I had. She called me so many times and texted me before I went in there telling me to cancel that appointment, but I didn't. I did go in. I did talk to them. I wanted to know. I wanted to make sure that this was what I wanted to do. I wanted to see it. I wanted to to know all of my options. And I'm glad I did. They were so kind. They were so nice. They told me how long I could wait and still do it with the pill instead of surgically. They told me how far along I was, how it was looking, and they checked me out completely, let me talk to a therapist and about what was going on. We went over all of the things that I'd already done with the police and everything because they're mandated reporters that need to report things like that, but it had already been reported. So they had to call that in, make sure it was actually reported legally, and then come back to me. They gave me all the options. And people act like pregnant women can't make decisions for themselves. Like they can't go in somewhere and decide for or against something and get all of the information. They were not pushy at all and completely understood when I said no, I didn't want to go through with it. I thanked them for giving me all that information and being so respectful. And they gave me information for some support as far as keeping a child when you had been raped and got pregnant, as well as some adoption agencies that I could go through if I wanted to go that route as well. So after I told my friend and my family that I was going to go through with the pregnancy, they acted like it was their win, like they did something. Not that I made a choice, not that I chose that for myself because I went through all of the options and I figured financially it would be really, really hard, but I could do it. I figured out that emotionally I didn't know if for myself I could go through with an abortion because that is a very hard situation to go through. There was no real good positive win in this situation. That was a all-around win. Yes, I absolutely love my daughter. Yes, it's really hard. And honestly, if I didn't have health care that didn't have a deductible and only had a copay, I don't think I could have done it because I could not have financially survived that situation. And you know where that friend went? As soon as it was past the time where I could get an abortion, she was gone. She never provided any of those things. She did drop off a car seat. A car seat. I was supposed to have a baby shower and went into labor before the baby shower. And so I didn't have a car seat because she said she was going to give it to me at the shower. And I had to have someone go and get it from her. And she had an issue with that even. She had an issue giving me that car seat that she promised me so that I could get the child home. I was absolutely shocked. I had nothing. I had nothing because she had promised me so many things. 
I reached out to her months later telling her how I felt and she basically patted herself on the back and said, well, aren't you glad that you kept her? Isn't that gift enough? I had horrible postpartum depression and felt so guilty about it. And there was no one there to really understand or go through it with me of having this baby, having mixed feelings about it, and not knowing what to do, having my financial situation crash down around me, having to go back to work less than four weeks after having her, and being in the hospital a whole week in labor before I had her. I went into labor four weeks early because of stress. I only gained five pounds my entire pregnancy because I was so sick, and she weighed more than that. I had so much guilt for how I was feeling and so much depression, and it was just this cycle of feeling all the things all at once and it never stopping and my mind never stopping because I was working so much had to have nannies and family help me it took three hours to get home from work some days because traffic was so horrible and it was just this never-ending cycle and honestly I never got help for the postpartum depression and people just assumed that I just didn't care about my kids and was a young mom and was just avoiding them and working so much and wanting a little bit of freedom with friends. And it was just this balancing act of just feeling like a complete prisoner as soon as I was home in my house and feeling so alone. And really, if she, that friend, would have done what she said she was going to do and been there and supported me both emotionally and with the items. I didn't even ask for money. It was just the items that were already given to her from baby showers. And she was very well off, mind you. And if she would have just been there the way that she said she was going to, that would have made a huge difference in my life, both emotionally and financially. If you're going to be pro-life, be actually pro-life about the whole life, not just the fetal life. She didn't care about me. She didn't care about the baby. She cared about there being another life in existence. And that needs to be talked about more. I understand why people are pro-life, but being pro-life, you need to understand why people aren't as well. And you need to see what the real problems are in our society and how many people actually would love to keep the baby and fix those problems. Make healthcare affordable, make maternity leave accessible and more than six weeks. I mean, mine was zero weeks. So (laughs) make it a long enough time where if something were to happen in the hospital, that like me laying there in the hospital bed for seven days was part of my amount that I had saved up for to be able to take time off work. So I could take less time off work with the actual baby and bonding than I should have been able to. Like, I believe that psychologically, I think it was 10 to 12 weeks is the minimum that you should be able to bond with your baby and not have to be going to work full time. And that paid time off of not feeling that guilt of being at home too. That's why other countries have done that. And it has way decreased their postpartum depression rates. It's absolutely atrocious how our country in America treats its people, especially those giving birth. It's a, it's horrible. Our maternal mortality rate is so high among other developed countries. And we really need to dive into that and look into why. 
The same with infant mortality rates are so high when we should have amazing medicine. We wonder why women don't want to get pregnant, why they don't want to give birth, why they don't want to go through that. And it's scary. The statistics are scary and our medicine is scary. And the way that we go about treating birth as a business is extremely, extremely harmful. Now, to go a little further into that same story, my very pro-life family, I'm pro-choice, but my very pro-life family used me as an example to other people to try to prevent them from having abortions. My situation was very different. I had amazing health care. My dad worked for a hospital, and I had my health insurance still through him. And Obamacare had kicked in, and I was 23 when I had my fourth child and final child. I made sure of that. I, like I said, had no deductible. I just had co-pays, and my co-pays were between $5 and $20, which is not that bad. My medications were super cheap, and there was really great care at that hospital. I had a decent job, but like I said, in California, there's no uh, PTO requirement for jobs. So I had no paid time off at all from that job. If I was sick, I either had to switch shifts or lose a day of pay. For maternity leave, there were zero days, no days of maternity leave. I was able to work a second job, sometimes third job, while I was pregnant to save up for that maternity leave and would make enough for about three to four weeks of time off uh, for each of my kids. And that's all I had. I did not ever take the six weeks. I am so lucky that I did not need a cesarean and would have had to do that because it would have lost me my house. These are the things we need to think about when we're talking to people about their options and thinking about laws because laws banning something should also take care of the issue that is causing it. There is a lot of people who they're just like, I can't afford it. I can't afford to do this. And really, there's so many working homeless families out there working full time and they're homeless because they can't afford their health care. They can't afford their house. They can't afford all of these things. I was just looking in my apartment that I was renting in San Diego when I had three kids And I was paying, I believe it was $2,200 a month for it in that same apartment, which is a three-bedroom apartment in Point Loma, is now over $3,300 a month, which means the minimum that you are supposed to make in order to afford that apartment for them to accept you is $9,900 a month. Now, these were not great apartments. They were close to the beach, yes, but they were not great and very small. And I can't imagine making that much a month and living there. Even in my small town that I'm in now, when I moved here in 2017, rent for a two-bedroom apartment was about $500 a month, and now it's $900. That is a huge difference in a short amount of time. And income has not gone up that much here. My other thing is them using me as some pro-life story to save women and babies is that being pro-choice does not mean that you're just pro-abortion for yourself. It means that you understand all of these things and all of the complications and that everyone's story is different and needs to be looked at individually and different and for themselves and have safe places to be able to express all those feelings and figure out exactly what they want to do. 
and they can make a good decision for themselves. I made the decision to keep her. Yet they pretend that pregnant women are these monsters that can't make a decision to save a baby and that these men and conservative women need to make that decision for them. That pregnant women just can't be trusted and get pregnant on purpose just to kill babies. And that's just not the case. Be a safe place for people to come to and talk to and talk through things with because sometimes they really want to figure things out and you pushing a pro-life agenda on them and not really listening is not respect. It's not. The same with Christianity and other religions that you just push it on someone without being willing to listen. I get that this is a hard subject. It's a touchy subject and I understand that not everyone will agree with what I'm saying. And like I said, I understand why people are pro-life. I understand why people are pro-choice. I'm pro-choice. I see all sides and I used to be pro-life until I realized that pro-life was not pro-life. It was pro-fetus and it was pro-control. So if you really care about the lives, you'll care about all of the things that go into the life being equitable I'll get off my little soapbox now. I really appreciate you all listening and being there. I have a lot of hard things that happen in my life that I would love to be able to share and discuss and maybe help somebody else. And if you're going through something and you need someone to talk to, feel free to email me. I will not push you in any sort of direction, try to convince you to do anything. I will just let you talk. I won't pretend things were easy. I will definitely shout out the good parts and let you decide for your life of what's best. And if you have somebody pregnant in your life that's going through a hard time, let them know that it's okay, that not everyone feels wonderful pregnant. Not everyone feels wonderful after having a baby. And it's okay to reach out and be honest about that. Postpartum depression is huge and it's such a shameful thing to talk about which it shouldn't be we need to talk about it more and let others know that they're not alone and that they shouldn't be ashamed to reach out to other people who have been through it too all right you guys have a wonderful week and thanks for joining the crow's nest crow out